Welcome to the Manning Up Podcast. Today is November 4th. Instead of doing my podcast yesterday, like I said I was going to do, I was able to get a guest on, and we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence. I know that there's a lot of misconceptions around this topic, and today's podcast is going to be solely about artificial intelligence. So I hope you guys are excited to learn something new because I think that the public doesn't really have... um, a general idea of what's to come in the next couple next couple of years. So I, I want to inter- introduce our guest. He's a project lead for the Big Data and Analytics Association and has been studying artificial intelligence for five years. I'll have him introduce himself as well. And his name is the one and only Quinn McLaughlin. Hi guys, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, thanks for having me again, Dom. Um, so yeah, as you said, I'm a project lead for the Big Data and Analytics Association. It was a group started at Ohio State that has grown from zero to over 200 members within a couple of years. Um, we're built to empower, inspire, and educate people on the use of big data. And that includes artificial intelligence and machine learning all the way to just uh, just your normal average insights to pharmaceutical industry. It just spans everything. We try to really bring together kind of a, a multi-verse uh, conglomerate of students um, into one big central unit and try to educate them in the use of uh, data and analytics. That's really cool. So how did you end up getting into that? How did you get into that field? Well, I think it started off with just growing up, I had a, a big diverse set of interests. And the one thing that came and kind of brought them together was the different kind of statistics and the applications of what you could do with numbers. And so like if I liked physics, oh, wow, I could still find statistics in sort of like a numerical way of explaining that. And the same thing for sports. You would talk sports just Mm -hmm. like you would any other thing. You would use numbers and figures. And so when I was sitting there in my stats class, I thought, hey, I definitely want to use statistics. And then around that same time was the big kind of hype where you need to jump on the big Mm -hmm. kind of statistics and more numerical based um, decision making in in the world and so because this is this is in everything like, yeah this is this is literally in everything it's been going on for the past 10 years and basically the more and more people are getting onto this train you're seeing this exponential increase beyond even what the scientists thought would happen mm-hmm. as more people get involved yeah it is an exponential growth so I want to get into three main main questions so that we can cover as much of, of this artificial intelligence topic as possible and the first one is what is the difference between artificial intelligence as far as what people think it is versus what it really is and its potential for the next five years? Yeah, so I think a lot of people think of artificial intelligence as this sort of human being created inside of a box that can do things almost exactly like a human can and it can reason. And they see it as being this very far away abstract, like kind of sci-fi, like you can Mm -hmm. have a conversation with this type of being or figure yeah and i think the big the difference is that ai is it could be like that but that is really far advanced for what it needs to be now to still make a huge impact and the artificial intelligence now that you're seeing are things like predicting stock prices in the future or Mm -hmm. self-driving your car or understanding your language and just being able to type it out for Mm -hmm. you that's the type of artificial intelligence that is really revolutionizing the world because it allows us to harness uh, computers in ways we thought was impossible earlier on. So this is all stuff that people see going on. They see things like Siri. They see mm-hmm. self-driving as something that's up and coming. But at the same time, from what I know about artificial intelligence and what I'm learning in 
some of my cognitive science classes is that this human-like artificial intelligence is not that sci-fi. It's not as far away as some people think it is. Like it's a it's a huge possibility. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong on that or so? Some would say like to bring an AI into a physical body is a far uh, being away. Like to have a to have a, a very human like where it has its own life form where it can go out and multiply, maybe create itself over again. That AI is very far off, but now human very humanly convincing computers already exist today you can go onto a website and have a chat with a customer service rep that is 100 percent a human google just proved that you can 100 ai yeah i mean 100 percent ai yeah and in the same way google just proved that you can now schedule appointments and phone calls mm-hmm. to you know hair salons and stuff off of commands and an ai so just weird. takes that and talks mm-hmm. and so that is i think very very close but that's all it takes all it takes is for you to start seeing that blurred line between humans and machines and that's when the AI is won. So what are some what are some obvious downsides and some some basically easy pros and cons mm-hmm. that we can take away from AI? Uh, big pro for AI would be anything that we've ever been able to describe um, will be a lot easier to do. So if we can describe driving, right, mm-hmm. using numbers and figures and data and pictures, sure. we can make a machine now do that. Like a specific Turing, yes. Turing test for that. Yes. And same for, um, you know, if we wanted to do customer service or if we wanted to do logistics and any industry, finance, moving mm-hmm. trades around, kind of building the best funds, all of that is soon going to be more and more AI heavy. It's already beyond way what people think now, but it's going to become further and further where AI is going to understand this more. I think that they're slowly introducing this to the public so that people get more and more familiar with it. Do you think that's the case? I don't think it's slowly anymore. I actually think it's much... It's already there, but the, the, but the awareness... Introduction, the awareness. The awareness. I think, I think it started... You know, I don't remember, but when Facebook started having ads that you were like, hey, I'm getting ads that actually matter to me. This feels cool. I remember when Facebook first had ads, I just see the bullshit games and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And you'd see like Farmville and stuff that didn't really matter. Yeah. But then you started seeing like headphones. Hey, like mm. it's the holiday yeah, season. Cookies, might, yeah, right? like things that you might like want. Like this is kind of cool. And that was like what? Like 2012, 2014? Oh, yeah. That was AI doing that. That was machine learning. That was, and what was that six years ago? And so I, yeah. you know, in the same way, like when I see, when I use open source code in other code bases, I'm working on stuff that's been used for the last four years. I think it's state of the art, but oh shit! Like Uber's been using yeah. this for four years to do their estimated time of arrival for your rides. Like, you know? Yeah. So GPS is a what's it? General problem solver. That's yes. what it stands for. GPS. Uh, GPS. Uh, uh, geospatial positioning system. Okay. So GPS, maybe that I learned. Yeah. There's there's is, acronyms are yeah. Yeah, they're all the same. So GPS and in, in what we just learned is general problem solver in the sense that you have a insufficient state mm-hmm. which is where you're at right now mm-hmm. and your succeeded state or your sufficient state mm-hmm. is the location that you're trying to get to yes so that's kind of how we saw gps is where if i'm where i am right now at my apartment and i'm trying to get over to a certain certain place downtown my inches insufficient state is now my sufficient state is there and they look at a it's called a heuristic search yes right in order to find the quickest path there mm-hmm. using other uh, previous trials and am I missing something? Is, is that you're how it close, goes? Like you go There's specifically like one of the big metrics in that sort of science that you're trying to do is minimize the error at your final distance because mm-hmm. Uber can tell you any number they want and say, hey, this is how long your drive is going to take you to, to get to you. But 
it really doesn't matter until they actually clock it. Mm-hmm. And they say, from that time that we gave you, was it actually that time? So they can only measure the yeah. air. They can only measure how far off they are. So really what they're doing is they're trying to say, what is the least amount of info we can need in the quickest amount of time that will get them the smallest amount of error? At the so end of the ride? to combine two things, like Uber, this this new technology of uh, self not self-contracted drivers, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're an independent contractor when you're signing up with Uber as a driver. But where is driverless cars going to fit in within the next 10 years? Do you think that Uber is going to start having self-driven cars pick up people yeah. as a taxi service? Is this so, possible? I think we – you know, I saw an article on Forbes kind of saying that data is the new oil. And I don't think a lot of people are understanding why that's so crucial because to have self-driving cars, you need a, um, an insane amount of training data to say, like, this is what a self-driving car needs to pick up. Here's all the sensor readings to kind of get an idea of, here's what, if we could take all of humanity's driving mm-hmm. history and put it into one machine, it might know how to drive now. Um, and in the way that Uber is going to win, and one of their biggest advantages in self-driving, that's why, one of the reasons why they're going into it, is because they have drivers, hundreds, hundreds of drivers all the time in every city moving mm-hmm. all the time all their data so they're tracking that data in a way oh, yes. that they're gonna wean out their own workforce in some way maybe not so eventually they have their own they have their own self-driving car, um, car research where they're collecting additional sensor data but i'm sure of it that they're using a lot of their driver data that they have for their commercial drivers all the time to kind of feed into mm-hmm. building more self-driving cars now because this is obviously getting into the realm of uh, legality and uh, policy making. What is the government's job in mitigating the risks associated with this? So I think, judging by what happened with the Facebook um, sort of uh, trial, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess it wasn't a trial; it was more of a personal privacy yeah, data was, breach, yeah, yeah. sort of that. And I saw the kind of the government's competency and the questions they ask. It kind of made me realize that the United States government, especially at the higher levels, um, mm-hmm. They have a very light understanding of technology. So I think government's first job in any of situation would be to understand the problem first. Like the, se- the senators and yes, the, the people senators, making the laws. There, maybe the just their offices. It doesn't even have to be the senators. It could be the offices. could be some a specialist in there. But it should be, I think, if you know that it's going to need to be regulated, then I think every politician should go right away into understanding it mm-hmm. first before it's too late. Because I think that that gap of understanding just like Facebook was, where it was so beyond some of these senators' understanding because they didn't keep up with it as it grew and the internet over time. None of them didn't even know how Facebook made money. They didn't. They weren't familiar with this concept of ads. Yeah. You know, that's so distant for how that technology progressed. And so they need to start understanding that. It's already too late for them to be understanding that because it's going to need some policy pretty soon. Yeah, I think that you're right as far as like this technological revolution that left a lot of people behind and Mm -hmm. it's only going faster and faster it's going to leave even more people behind when this ai gets so so involved in everyday Mm -hmm. life with every average person like they're going to start seeing it and so what is what is the job for the average person the layman who doesn't really know that much about ai but needs to have a quick takeaway as far as what do they do with this knowledge and where do they go from here like what what's the point Man, that's a, kind, that's kind a, of like, let me rephrase a, that. So the senators need to do something, mm-hmm. right? They need to become more familiar with this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Is it the same for the average person or is it something different? Well, 
this technology is exponential. And by that, I'm definitely saying because the impact is getting twice as large. You know, mm-hmm. there's, it's reaching twice as many people, but then the time it takes for that idea to come up and then for that impact to happen has gone down by half. And okay. it goes down by half every other week, it seems. It just because the so data. Much no, because of the data, because of the new techniques they're using, mm-hmm. because um, places like NVIDIA, who make graphics cards for you know Xboxes and PS4s in the gaming industry, all of a sudden find a new use for their products. Now they're pumping billions of dollars into computer research mm-hmm. to build better computers. Now you have quantum research taking off. And because of that, things are getting so much easier. And so it's really hard to predict and know what your future is going to look like. And there are other people beyond the United States. They're going to have major, major, they're going to be major, major players in this AI race. And it's not going to be a matter of, oh yeah, the Americans, it's going to be Google and Apple that we're regulating against. It's not, it's going to be China. It's going to be uh, uh, Huawei and all the other large, uh, Baidu. It's going to be those large companies in China that we're going to be battling against. It's not going to be us. So it's our American politicians they need to understand it from an international standpoint. This okay. stuff here, I feel like Americans can self-regulate, uh, as you can see by Google, right? Their employees protesting against many different ethical yeah. things. I think that companies now have some sort of open transparency that allows them to self-regulate now. I mean, that's the whole point of the United States is that the, yeah. the founding yeah. fathers believed that self-regulation mm-hmm. Was the way to go. That self governance yeah. was the whole uh, was one of their biggest points. Mm-hmm. And so this this is where I'm more libertarian mm-hmm. on um, government intervention. But when it comes to something like AI, where it has this these negative externalities, these risks associated mm-hmm. it with it. I mean, even Elon Musk said that you know AI is so much more powerful than yes. people think. Yes. It's like having nuclear weapons at mm-hmm. your disposal and there's no government regulation at all. I mean, would you agree with what he, with yes. his take on yes, that? Yes, 100%. Um, say we found an AI that could crack 99% of encryption in the United States or like in, in major tech. Oh, could hack into anything. Yes. That pretty essentially could break yeah. any encryption key. The amount of systems that would be compromised just from that single experiment alone it just, it just break the entire internet. You could see servers go down. Maybe what if you had an AI that, you know, not only could it break into things, but then you could tell it, I want you to target specific targets in a way that is unnoticeable. Maybe you're siphoning a yeah. dollar from everyone's bank account, $2 for everyone's bank No one would notice. And you know? this has a very globalist perspective yes. to it where this is going to be yes. like an but internet I warfare, doubt, an AI doubt, warfare between countries maybe. I really doubt that it's going to happen at the civilian level. Okay. Uh, reason being is if you look at China right now, China has made some of the most incredible advances in AI and AI research that I know of right now because they have no regards for human privacy. Absolutely no regards for human privacy, which is why I think our politicians definitely need to be alert because if China has been spying on their people for, for years and now they have it's so advanced where they can actually have a social credit system where they know what you buy they know where you are they know if you're smoking and no smoking zones that they can give you a credit score for Whoa. that and that's going live and it's already live now in many cities that's their entire nation so what is that's their app- people what's their use for that what's the application the use of that social credit system so they can rank people by how well they obey the law so then maybe once driverless cars come into play when you have that choice between yeah it's already it's already happening it's like so for example uh chinese officials right mm-hmm. um they can if you're if you're a normal citizen and you, you know you, you were 
drunk driving, right? Sure. Yeah, terrible thing to do. Your social credit score goes down to near zero. Oh, you lose your house. Oh, sorry, you know, we get a government discount on our taxes as a landlord to have you, you know, if, you, if everyone here has a higher credit score or social credit score, as yeah. they call it. Or, um, okay. You There's know, so I, many scenarios. Yeah, you're this. smoking a cig outside. Okay, okay, and all of a sudden you can't get that loan you wanted because your social credit score is too low. It's, it's happening now. This isn't a dystopian future. It's literally happening today. People are being watched 24-7 by AI. In China? Yes. Are there any China. other places that are doing this? No, and China is going to have this live across their entire nation within a couple years. So right now it's across the cities. Remember, China's so cities this, are huge. This is literally 1984 right happening now, right now. And if they have all that data being collected on their citizens, imagine what an AI can be trained to do. We want you to manage mm-hmm. our economy. We want you to manage our resources, our police force. It's got to be specific, yes. though. So that, it doesn't... The, but, well, so it maybe specific. It could, do, it could do more things. You know, AI is mm-hmm. getting more advanced. But just imagine the data they have, you know, that oil, the amount of oil they have over something extremely powerful, which is their citizens. And that's what I'm most concerned about. You know, we're, we're, we're worried about, oh, personal privacy in the United States being violated. Like, yeah, big whoop. Yeah, th- it's going to happen. We're going to lose our personal privacy over time because people are too ignorant to understand what their privacy is. So this is maybe where this is what the average person needs to know, that this is a looming threat of your personal privacy definitely getting violated. And this is where we need to regulate the government. Well, our government could regulate it no matter what. Sure. But the other governments will not. They already, they already. They don't have the constitution. No, they they don't have that. But the thing is, is they might have a weapon over us because of it. And I don't know what that weapon is capable of doing, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, I mean, just the way uh, the way I've seen AI been abstracted, and this is a super contrived example, but um, if you had an AI watch a human, and many many humans, and and they they have a billion, they could do it. If you had a, an AI watch a billion humans, I bet with all the data you could collect, you can imitate a human very very well. That's scary alone. You mean for a human an adversary. like an adversary an adversary okay yes. so you you're saying say, predicting what they're going to do example, next. for example for example if you had like they do a social credit system sure. which really to me is a network of spy cameras everywhere yeah be able to watch this pretty stuff. much you want to say i want to find the american spy we have oh, wow. millions we probably have millions across the world of american spies mm-hmm. so hard to do right but if you trained an ai to just spot every single small detail about a person you might be able to say these are the probable spies in the U.S. I mean, China China just stole a bunch of technology last week from Boeing on our new our, our the F-35 about the jet. You know, this is this is we're we are literally on the brink of we've been within a Cold War for a while now, but we are on the brink of this new this new conflict. And it's going to be my guess is a, is a war of, of AI uh, propaganda mm-hmm. going back and forth. You saw the Russians did it for the elections. Yeah. Let's just throw a bunch of fake people out there, make them question everything, and then the government goes, "Okay, you should question everything." I think that's a strategy, by the way. I don't think the fake news thing is uh, is BS. I think that I think that the generals and the military ha- have an idea and they have a say in what they're what they're trying to do. They want they want you to distrust everything. Distrust, as far as like the online presence, the news, or the news. And, and the online presence in the news, because I think the next war. Will not be a war of, of you know bombs and weapons going off. It's gonna be a war of propaganda. How can you vote this way? How can you how can you distrust your neighbor? How so can it's an incite? ideological warfare then? Oh, it's definitely, what? yeah, okay. it's definitely. Because imagine what we're gonna do to China. We're gonna say, you guys are oppressed. You guys aren't free. Mm-hmm. Same for Russia. So you're saying that we're gonna 
it's send our propaganda. Yeah, over. Well, we're gonna have a lot of propaganda. We're gonna open the internet up to to China, mm-hmm. allow them to access all the information. We're gonna open it up to Moscow. All the, give them you know, an unrestricted Google. Yes, yes, and things like that. We're gonna yeah. put propaganda out there because you know I've had Chinese exchange students. They don't even know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. They don't know about the war on terror. Barely, it's all hidden. Like, they don't know any of this stuff. Well, well I wouldn't say they any know of any um, international news. They do a good job of twisting it and releasing it. Uh, when mean, they hey, know that's, they'll find that's out the media, it. though. You yes, know? the I Chinese. Mean, it's, it's everybody has their own twist. But on the Chinese media, on. you know, will say you know some terror, you know, Paris attacks, the Paris terrorist attacks. Yeah. They'll, they'll report it, but the general Chinese public will never feel f- fearful of their own terrorist attacks. That's my perspective of the Chinese news. Is when that happens, they always are very quick to highlight you know the Muslim aggression, and then they're done. And so, then they want you to make you feel, feel you feel safe as a Chinese citizen. Because they don't want that in their country or any fear. Is that a threat to the Chinese, though? I mean, oh yes, it happens all the time. You know, a good portion of you know, it's a billion people that span from one side of Asia to the other. There's a lot of Muslims in there, and they treat them like shit. They want them. You're saying the Chinese government does not treat them? Um, no, not hum- not well humanely. at all. No, and then of course, you know, they they rebel and they fight back. And there's definitely been terrorist attacks out in the western ends of China. But it just doesn't get um, propagated throughout the news. Yeah, yeah. And then that's the scariest thing is because that's the next war that we're going to see is like you're not going to be able to trust the text message from, you know, your your friends. You just you think it, you think it'll get to that point in, in the future where even uh, yeah a text message times of conflict. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll see text messages come out like that presidential alert. We'll see stuff like that come out that'll say nuke nuke inbound and it'll cause mass panic. We'll but it's see. not going to actually, I mean, that'll just yeah, be a Yeah, it won't actually be a thing. It's going to be a war, that propaganda. They want you to, like, fear and distrust and feel like that war is at your face. Because that wears out people. It causes yeah. them to vote a certain way. They can influence your elections. And that's what's going to change the future. I so this, this all obviously needs to get mitigated. It needs more public attention. And I think that if, if the public remains ignorant on this, if they don't educate themselves, then we can really see a future where... It's going to blindside a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for coming yeah. on. You know, it's it's great. We yeah, got some mutual friends. Me. And I didn't know you were so versed on on this topic. Yes, yeah. I've been into this stuff for five years. I'm currently deploying some of the first of its kind uh, AI systems in the food industry, which is really cool to work on a team doing that. And so during that time, I've been to a lot of meetups, um, been continuously educating myself on AI and kind of big data. Especially the ethics on. Very, very cool. Well, yeah. I want to thank you, Quinn, for Thanks coming again. on. Uh, everybody, that's Quinn McLaughlin. And that's really all we've got for today. I know it's weird that I'm putting this out on a Sunday. And um, the schedule will be back to normal this week. It will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. This has been the Manning Up Podcast. I'll see you guys tomorrow.